Well, good morning. It's Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. All this morning, I've been listening to the uh, Fanning Willis case uh, of this, uh, uh, where there were um, uh, defendants in the Georgia uh, election trial are uh, trying to get her removed from the case. And it's, I, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty riveting, actually. But uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we actually won't get to that because it's still going on. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. Or you can say, hey, Google, or hey, Alexa, play Political Views TV Podcast. And that will happen. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, hey, I, in case I haven't told you, I really appreciate you coming every day. I just want to let you know that. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be uh, fantastic. And you can tweet to me or X to me. Questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, so uh, let's uh, start as we usually do with the war in Ukraine. I, eh, well, yeah, but it's something that was said. I, you know, Republicans talked about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey being a psyops operation by the Pentagon to elect Biden, <laughs> which is just damn stupid. Um, would you like to know a real psyops operation? Putin is hated by most Americans. Joe Biden is fighting to get aid to Ukraine along with Democrats, while Donald Trump has been advocating for Ukraine to give up and cede power to Russia, and Republicans want to drop aid to Ukraine, so it's obvious who Putin wants as president, right? I mean, do you think he'd want Biden, who's trying to push aid for Ukraine, or do you think he'd want Trump, who wants Ukraine to give up and cede the land to Russia? Well, it is obvious that Americans hate Putin in general, so you'd want to vote against Putin's interest, right? That's why, hilariously, Putin has said he wants Biden because it would be better for Russia. You're like, WTF, man? <laughs> in an interview yesterday, Putin was asked about the election in the U.S. Putin said Biden would be better for Russia because he is more uh, a more experienced person, he is predictable, he is a politician of an old formation. It's painfully obvious Putin wants you to vote for Trump, and Trump is guaranteed to use this in the campaign, and in fact, already has as of last night. Uh, further in the interview, contrary to what uh, Putin's first statement was about that, he said in the interview, uh, 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 he said, uh, Putin, Putin also said that in order to judge the actions of the current administration, one should look at its political position. Putin said, I believe that the position of the current administration is extremely harmful and erroneous. Which is exact opposite of what he said, right? Because he... he He's saying he wants Biden, but he says the Biden administration is very uh, harmful and erroneous to him. 
Uh, according to Putin, uh, that war could have been uh, over a year and a half ago if agreements during a meeting in Istanbul in March 22, uh, 2022 were kept. Putin didn't ex- uh, specify what agreements he was referring to. He was probably talking about allowing Ukraine's eastern regions and Crimea to become permanent parts of Russia. The Russian president said he regretted that he didn't start active actions in Ukraine earlier than February 2022, claiming that Western leaders had lied to Russia about not expanding NATO to the east. Real quick, just so you know, that's basically a lie. There was never any such promises. There was a proposal, but it never made it to policy. Putin said... We were and are concerned about the possibility of Ukraine being drawn into NATO since this threatens our security. Well, Biden has been pushing for that while Trump thinks he should he should not come to the aid of NATO members. Okay. <laughs> in fact, in fact many in the Republican Party think that, you know, we should be out of NATO. Uh, Putin also expressed disappointment about his recent interview with far-right nutball Tucker Carlson. He said, I honestly thought he would be aggressive and ask tough questions. I wasn't only ready for that. I wanted that because it would give me the opportunity to give tough answers, uh, to give tough answers back. To be frank, I didn't fully enjoy the interview. Okay. Up is down. Down is up, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. If Putin wants a tougher interview, I'd be happy to give him one. I got a lot of questions for Putin. Uh, But but the, the, the funny thing is that Putin is trying to convince you that he wants Biden as president. That's just beyond strange. Uh, The World Bank, United Nations, European uh, uh, Commission, and government of Ukraine delivered an updated rapid damage and uh, needs assessment, RDNA-3, increasing the expected funding needs for Ukraine reconstruction and recovery over the next decade from $411 billion a year ago to $486 billion. Uh, The joint statement added that in 2024 alone, Ukrainian uh, authorities estimate that the country's funding needs for its most urgent reconstruction and recovery amount to around $15 billion. Uh, British Defense Minister Grant Shapps announced in a post on formerly Twitter, the UK and Latvia will jointly lead a coalition to provide thousands of drones in Ukraine. Shapps said, I'm proud to announce that the UK and Latvia will co-lead an international coalition to build Ukraine vital drone capabilities. Together, we will give Ukraine the capabilities it needs to defend itself and win this war to ensure that Putin fails in his illegal and barbaric ambitions. Dutch Defense Minister Kaja Olangren said the Netherlands was joining a military coalition with allies, including the United Kingdom, to supply Ukraine with advanced drone technology and bolster its offensive capabilities. Uh, France and Ukraine are set to sign a bilateral security agreement Friday in Paris. French President Emmanuel Macron was expected to seal the agreement in Ukraine, but his trip was postponed. Uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will visit France and Germany beginning on Friday, tomorrow. 
Uh, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania issued diplomatic protests to Moscow after Russian police uh, put leading Baltic politicians, including Estonian Prime Minister Kaja Kallas, on a wanted list over the destruction of the Soviet-era monuments. The three Baltic states were once part of the Soviet Union, but are now members of the European Union and NATO. And that's why they are dismembering these, or removing these monuments. Canadian Defense Minister Bill Blair said Canada would donate $44 million, or million, is it million dollars? Or is it million, well, it's all about the same. Uh, to Ukraine to help its war with Russia. Uh, Vyacheslav Gladkov, the Belgorod regional governor, said that at least five people have been killed in an air attack on a Russian city of Belgorod. Eighteen others were uh, said to have been wounded in the strike not far from the Ukrainian border. Russian officials said air defense systems had shot down 14 Ukrainian missiles over the Belgorod region. Russian Zvezda TV which is closely affiliated with the uh, Ministry of Defense, said one rocket hit a shopping center and one landed on the city's sport stadium. Russian authorities reported that a nighttime Ukrainian drone attack ignited a Russian oil depot in the Kursk region near the Ukraine border. Sources said <clears throat> it was a successful special operation of the main intelligence directed directorate of the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine. Regional Governor Roman Starovoit stated on social media that there were no casualties, urging the local population to remain calm. Starovoit announced on Telegram, following a Ukrainian drone attack in the Kursk region, a fire has broken out in an oil depot. Last night, Russia fired 26 missiles at Ukraine, killing 66-year-old woman in uh, Chugahiv near Kharkiv in the east and wounding several more people. Ukraine's Air Force said it destroyed 13 of 26 missiles launched by Russia in a Thursday morning attack, including one Iskander ballistic missile and 10 cruise missiles. Police said at least two people were killed and four injured after a Russian S-300 missile hit an apartment block in a village in the northeastern Kharkiv region. Officials in Kyiv reported an overnight offensive on the capital with missiles approaching from different directions and air alerts sounding for two hours. According to a Telegram post by a Kyiv military administration leader, uh, Serhii uh, Popko, another missile attack on Ukraine in particular, uh, the enemy directed various types of missiles at Kyiv. Uh, they entered the city from different directions. At least three people, including a child, were killed and a dozen injured in a wave of Russian missile attacks on the town of Seledove in Ukraine's eastern Donetsk region. Officials said a hospital and several apartments were damaged. Ukraine's uh, general prosecutor said a Russian strike on the hospital in Seledove killed a 38-year-old pregnant woman, another woman, and her 9-year-old son. A dozen others, including six, a six-month-old baby, were wounded. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Earlier today, Israel forces attacked the Nasser Hospital complex in Khan Yunus, southern Gaza, ignoring warnings from the United Nations officials, humanitarian groups. The hospital is full of patients, doctors, nurses, and those sheltering from the war. The IDF claimed that there were hostages being held within the hospital complex and that Hamas is using the hospital for military activities. The IDF destroyed the southern wall and started raiding the facility where around 10,000 people had sought shelter from Israeli airstrikes and ground attacks. 
Ashraf Al-Qudra, a spokesman for Gaza's health ministry, uh, that uh, said that Israel launched a massive incursion in the hospital, firing on and wounding people inside and ordering the facility staff to move all patients who were unable to flee into a building that was not adequately equipped. The raid began after Israeli forces reportedly bombed a ward of the hospital that was full of patients. Gaza health officials said the IDF targeted the hospital's orthopedic department, killing at least one person and injuring many more. Citing one of the only remaining journalists inside the facility, The Intercept reported Wednesday, that yesterday, that the IDF sent a handcuffed Palestinian, that's important, he was handcuffed, handcuffed a Palestinian uh, man into Nasser to tell people sheltering inside to leave. An Israeli soldier shot the man, later identified as Jamal Abu Alaola, three times in the chest and abdomen as he began walking out of the hospital after delivering the message. He was handcuffed. A war crime. Israeli snipers have also opened fire on people scrambling to flee the hospital, as well as medical personnel and patients inside the facility. More war crimes by Israel. Uh, There is growing discontent among world leaders of Israel's actions. We are being told Biden is growing increasingly frustrated with Israel's bombardment of Gaza, but actions like sending more weapons to Israel, $14 billion worth, speak louder than words. And that doesn't include the other two tranches that when Biden undercut Congress to send more aid, both on Friday nights after the news cycle. After the Dutch court in the Netherlands ordered the country to uh, stop supplying jet parts to Israel because doing so would violate their own laws and international law, other countries are beginning to make moves. Several British lawmakers intensified their demands that the UK also halt arms exports. Diane Abbott, a Labour Party member in the British Parliament, said selling arms to Israel for its war on Gaza is incompatible with UK and international law. Sunak should follow suit and ban weapons sales to Israel. Natalie Bennett, a member of the Green Party in the British House of Lords, spoke on Tuesday about six-year-old Hind Rajab, whose body was found last week in a car in which her family members had tried to flee Gaza City. The car was riddled with bullet holes, and the ambulance nearby with paramedics had sent to rescue Hind had been bombed. Bennett said, Is the government challenging the Israeli government about risks to hundreds of thousands of children in Rafah now in the path of the Israeli offensive? Surely it's time to stop all armed shipments to Israel and implement targeted sanctions against members of the Israeli leadership. On February 6, the Walloon regional government in Belgium suspended two licenses for the export gunpowder uh, to export gunpowder to Israel citing the international court of justice interim ruling last month which found that Israel is plausibly committing a genocide in Gaza Italian foreign minister Antoni, Antonio Tahani said in late January that the government had halted all armed sales to Israel in October when Israel began its bombardment of Gaza Jose Alvarez 
Spain's foreign minister also said last month that the Spanish government had done the same. On Wednesday, Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez, vote for Pedro, uh, joined uh, Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar in writing to the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and demanding an urgent review of Israel's compliance with human rights obligations under its trade deal with the European Union. Yesterday, Biden issued an executive order instructing federal immigration. Uh, this is separate. I, I, I'm just saying, the world is beginning to react to how horrible Israel is acting. Yesterday, Biden issued an executive order instructing federal immigration officials to refrain from deporting most Palestinian immigrants in the U.S., saying that the months-long war in the Gaza Strip between Israel and Hamas has made it too dangerous to send deportees back. This is expected to shield several thousand Palestinians living in the U.S. from deportation. In his order, Biden said that humanitarian conditions in the Palestinian territories, and primarily Gaza, have significantly deteriorated. Really? You think? Of course it, uh, <laughs> it has because of your unconditional support for war criminals, Biden. Biden wrote, while I remain focused on improving the humanitarian situation, many civilians remain in danger. Therefore, I am directing the deferral of removal of certain Palestinians who are present in the United States. So, moving on. The big hubbub yesterday was about some secret Russian weapon. It was all over the interwebs, as they say. Uh, this all started after the chair of the House Intelligence Committee publicly urged the White House to declassify information about a destabilizing foreign military capability constituting a serious national security threat. The tweet from Republican Mike Turner said, Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting that, the pre that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Why would someone that high up in government release it to the entire Congress? Because you know there's going to be leaks. I mean, this is obviously a violation. Uh, following that tweet, news trickled out throughout the day, despite the best efforts of the White House and uh, others to control the flow of information. ABC News cited two unnamed sources as saying the weapon would be intended for, to disable satellites, not ground targets. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters... I am a bit surprised that Congressman Turner came out publicly today in advance of a meeting on the books for me to go sit with him alongside our, our intelligence and defense professionals tomorrow, which is, of course, today. Sullivan said the gathering will include the gang of eight, the four-party leaders in the Congress, and the leaders of the House and Senate Intelligence Committees. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence Chairman Mark Warner Democrat from Virginia and Vice Chairman Marco Rubio from Florida released a joint statement saying we continue to take this matter seriously and are and are discussing an appropriate response with the administration. In the meantime, 
we must be cautious about potentially disclosing sources and methods that may be key to preserving a range of options for U.S. action. Uh, okay, this is just five days after Russia launched a Soyuz 2, uh, um, 2-1V rocket with a classified military payload. So what could a nuclear payload in space accomplish? That's what is being alleged. Uh, okay, let's go back in history a little bit. 1962. Starfish Prime was a 1962 U.S. military nuclear experiment. The detonation of a 1.4 megaton device some 250 miles above the Pacific Ocean. The U.S. test created a geomagnetic storm that destroyed satellites. I'm sure Elon Musk is probably concerned at this point, right? Uh, the Center for Strategic and International Studies offered this declaration in its space threat assessment, saying the use of nuclear weapon in space would have a large-scale indiscriminate effects that would be attributable and publicly visible. A nuclear detonation in, this, in space would immediately affect satellites within range of the EMP, and it would also create a high radiation environment that would accelerate the degradation of satellite components over the long term for unshielded satellites in affected orbital regime. In other words, satellites are going to start falling out of the sky. It won't happen quick enough, though. You know, oddly, it's better if they fall out of the sky quickly. Well, that's because of the Kessler syndrome we've talked about. Like I said, let's not let's not forget the Kessler syndrome. Too much space junk would mean the entire world would be tied to Earth and no one could launch into space for centuries if one of these went off. All that being said, according to three U.S. officials familiar with the intelligence, the system remains under development and is not yet in orbit. So all this was a hubbub about nothing. It's not clear how far the technology has progressed. A separate U.S. official said the threat does not involve a weapon that would be used to attack humans. Hans Christiansen, director of the Nuclear Information Project at the Federation of American Scientists, said, while members of Congress downplayed the immediacy of the threat, an anti-satellite weapon placed in orbit around Earth would pose a significant danger to U.S. nuclear command and control satellites. The U.S. relies on such satellites which he called essential to ensure constant, seamless control over its nuclear arsenal. Christensen said other countries have tested anti-satellite we- satellite weapons in the past, but this would be an escalation, and the U.S. has made clear that it would react very forcefully to an attack on its nuclear command and control satellites. But let me just ask you something. If, there, if the nuclear command and control satellites control your missiles, how exactly are you going to react very forcefully? If their command and control satellites were taken out, how could they possibly react? <laughs> A Democratic member with a, a deep national security expertise said that they had never before received this kind of urgent summons over a national security matter during their time in Congress, and that the intelligence they saw when they arrived was not urgent enough to justify Turner's alarm pulling. 
Within hours, the Republican Speaker of the House, Representative Mike Johnson, attempted to tamp down on it all. He said, there is no cause for an alarm. And, and indicating that he uh, had known about the uh, intelligence since at least January, he said, we just want to assure everyone steady hands are at the wheel. We're working on it and there's no need for alarm. An attempt to launch a nuclear armed anti-satellite system into space would violate the Outer Space Treaty of 1967, which explicitly prohibits any objects carrying nuclear weapons or any other kinds of weapons of mass destruction in orbit. As if they aren't there. <laughs> House Homeland Security Chair Mark Green, Republican from Tennessee, has decided he won't seek re-election. He noted that the slim GOP majority and the dysfunction in Congress was part of his decision not to run. Green joins House Appropriations Committee Chair Kay Granger, from Republican from Texas, Energy and Commerce Committee Chair Kathy McMorris, Rogers, Republican of Washington, Finance, Financial uh, Services Committee Chair Patrick McHenry, Republican of North Carolina, and House Select Committee on, on China Chair Mike Gallagher, Republican from Wisconsin, in announcing they won't seek re-election. I guess they're kind of tired of what's going on in Congress with the Republican Party. Uh, yesterday, Special Counsel Jack Smith asked the Supreme Court to let the prosecution of Trump move forward and to reject his immunity came in the D.C. election subversion case. Smith's team in the filing asked the Supreme Court to let stand a unanimous ruling from the D.C. Circuit panel that shot down Trump's claim of presidential immunity. Trump's lawyers, in their filing, argued that prosecuting the leading Republican candidate would violate the First Amendment rights of millions of American voters. Which, if you think about it, is kind of funny. <laughs> Smith's filing countered that with the same argument, saying, to the contrary, the charges here involve applicants' alleged efforts to disenfranchise tens of millions of voters. This because Trump tried to overturn the last election. So Trump is claiming, claiming that, that Smith, uh, Smith trying to get the case going, to go forward is disenfranchising voters when Trump actually disenfranchised voters when he tried to overthrow the election. <laughs> Smith's team also pushed back on Trump's claim that a former president cannot be prosecuted unless he is impeached and convicted first. First of all, impeachment is a political act. It's not a legal act. And being convicted first, that's what he's trying to do. <laughs> Smith's filing said, the separation of powers involves checks and balances, not a blank check for crimes a president might commit through official acts so long as he resign, resigns from office, avoids impeachment and convictions, or conceals his criminal conduct until after the expiration of his term. Okay. Do I need to bring up my bank robbery example yet again? <laughs> uh, moving on to today in, uh, in uh, Manhattan. Oh, yeah, we got breaking news on this. Judge Juan Merchant was expected to say whether the Manhattan District Attorney's uh, hush money case against Donald Trump will soon proceed to trial. Trump was there this morning. He, he, he needs more donations and will use this to get stupid maggots to send the billionaire some money. Yes, this is still the case. 
which involves the circumstances surrounding a hush money payment to adult film star Stormy Daniels in 2016. A grand jury voted to indict Trump on uh, March 30th, 2023, charging him with 34 felony counts of falsification of business records. Trump has denied wrongdoing and pleaded not guilty. He has repeatedly accused Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg of pursuing the case for political gain, which is his claim for every case against him. Merchant is, uh, was set to rule on pretrial motions, including one from Trump seeking to dismiss the case. That motion argued that the political zombie case stemmed from a five-year meandering, halting, and roving investigation. Uh, Trump is accused <clears throat> of participating in a scheme to fals falsify records to hide a series of payments in his former, uh, 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 to his former uh, fixer and lawyer, Michael Cohen. The payments prosecutors allege were reimbursements for a hush money payment to Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford. She has alleged she had an affair with Trump and agreed to keep quiet in exchange for $130,000 shortly before the 2016 election. Trump is choosing to attend, the, uh, had chose to attend the hearing in New York instead of the one also scheduled for today in Georgia, where uh, that we talked about, where a judge will hear uh, was hearing evidence related to allegations that District Attorney Fannie Willis and uh, that case's special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, improperly used public funds while pursuing a romantic relationship. Uh, don't you hate it when you've been involved in so many crimes that you can't attend every party you're invited to? Don't you hate that? <laughs> Trump went on a rant this morning at the court. I, it was hilarious. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. You can, it, it lasted for several minutes. I listened to it live, and it was very entertaining. Uh, and this just breaking, Merchant, Judge Merchant, denied Trump's plea to throw out the case and said it would go forward. Jury selection begins January 25th. Judge Juan Merchant told the court, at this point, I can inform you that we're moving ahead with jury selection on March 25th. He later said he expected the trial to last about six weeks. Um... We all know that Trump wants to run the RNC because he wants to control all that money and make his be able to make his dictatorship work very well. Uh, several senior Republican officials are concerned that Donald Trump's expected takeover of the RNC will ultimately pave the way for the committee to once again cover his legal bills. Chris Lasavita. A senior advisor to Trump's campaign called fears about the RNC paying Trump's legal bills manufactured rather than the committee covering the cost of Trump's attorney's fees. The money would be drawn from other sources, including Trump's leadership PAC, Save America, and the former president himself, who has been paying some legal bills out of pocket. But looking at history, that may not always be true. The RNC spent nearly $2 million on two legal firms working on Trump's case in 2021 and 2022 before stopping once Trump joined, uh, jumped into the presidential campaign. It's quite simple. Trump does everything for money and you know it. Uh, Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese asked his longtime partner Jody Hayden on Valentine's Day to if she would wed him. She said yes 
just so you know, usually I would think Valentine's Day is not a good day to propose. Please don't do it. <laughs> uh, Thursday. One more day left in this week uh, for, for, for this report. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, short one today. Thursday, February 15, 2024. Thursday, February 15, 2024. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, or you can say, hey, Alexa. Hey, uh, hey uh, Google. Uh, play Political Views TV podcast, and it'll work. Uh, tweet to me or X to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclub, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on formerly known as Twitter. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.